On today's episode, we're going to take a look at three companies that reported earnings today. So let's get started. So the three companies that we're going to take a look at today are going to be JetBlue, Roku, and Uber. All three of these companies have actually reported earnings today. And in today's episode, what we're going to do is we're just going to take a quick look at their earnings results. Then we're going to take a look, a quick look at some of the articles followed by historical value of revenue growth and balance sheet of this company to see how these companies normally grow and finally just take a quick look at valuation for these companies. Before we go any further, guys, don't forget to subscribe, hit the thumbs up and the bell. It helps out the channel out so much and I truly appreciate the support. And these are going to be quick analysis compared to what I normally do. So if you guys want me to take a look at any company in specific, make sure to let me know in the comments so I can go ahead and do a video on them. So the first company we're taking a look at is JetBlue and JetBlue ended the day 2% up and after hours is up about 1.5%. The company right now is sitting at about $8.30 compared to after hours. But if we compare it to the peak in February, this company is still down 62%. And the main reasons companies, especially the airline industries, are down so much is because the low demand of traffic happening in air travel right now. And it's costing companies, rare airline companies, to drop down in revenue, in revenue dramatically compared to the same time last year. The other reason is the unknown of how long this effect is going to last, right? Are airlines going to start picking up sooner or are we still going to have X amount of months where, where airline companies are still going to collect very minimal revenue? All right, so now let's take a look at this company's earnings results. So JetBlue for quarter one non-gap earnings per share was a forty was a loss of forty two cents, which was actually a beat by one by one cent. Gap earnings per share were negative ninety seven cents, which actually missed by fifty four cents. So we can see these airline companies are losing money, and there has been no airline company that has reported yet that is actually making money. One thing to keep note of is. Quarter one ended at the end of March and the United States, the shutdown due to COVID-19 pretty much started mid-March. So this is pretty much only the effect of about two to three weeks of COVID-19 shutdown. So quarter one is it's not as bad, but I'm, they, they do mention that quarter two will be a lot worse because it has the full effect of, of COVID-19 in April, which was pretty much shut down. And even here in May, we still have we still are shut down to some extent. Revenue for this company was $1.6 billion, and that's 15% down compared to the same time last year. And this revenue missed expectation by about $40 million. Next, let's take a look at some of the main points that came out from this earnings. Like mentioned, this company's revenue dropped about 15% in quarter one. But the biggest fall happened for quarter one happened in March, which saw about a 52% drop due to COVID-19. Based on forward booking and current planning assumptions, the carrier, the carrier estimates revenue will drop at least 90% in quarter two. And this is something that, that keeps that everybody keeps saying Southwest and Delta projected similar numbers of about a 90% decrease in revenue compared to the same time last year. And I think that is ridiculous, right? And that means that they're only having 10% of their normal sales. That to me is pretty crazy. And it shows how heavily impacted the, this industry has, has taken due to the COVID-19. By the close of April, JetBlue's liquid position reached $3.1 billion, including support from the CARES Act, which gave money to the airline industries. 
So next, I wanted to take a look at JetBlue's balance sheet. And I am a pretty a, a fan of companies with great balance sheets, especially airlines right now, because the airlines with the best balance sheets are the ones that are gonna are have the less likelihood of going bankruptcy, right? If you have plenty of cash to to provide for for your for your debt, then you should be fine. Last quarter, this company had about one billion dollars in cash, and this company's last quarter's debt was about one point two five billion dollars. So this company, in theory, has enough cash and cash equivalents to pay off its current debt. So this, to me, told me that this company has actually a nice balance sheet. If you guys want me to take a look at JetBlue, like I said, make sure to post in the comments, and we can take a look at the most recent balance sheet. But usually there isn't, even for airline industries, where I, I don't see, I don't expect us to see a huge difference here. And that's why I'm taking a look at the prior quarter's balance sheet. Finally, I'm here in Seeking Alpha, and I just wanted to see this company's forward PE ratio. And if you guys have been watching my channel, one of my favorite things to do is base valuation on companies' forward PE ratio for companies that make money. For companies that don't make money, I'd like to take a look at the overall business that they're doing and then take a look at their forward to price and sales ratio. So um, JetBlue is expected to make money two years from now. And two years from now, this company, and this is a company that besides, not just in two years, but prior to this year, this company has been profitable. So this is a good time to use forward PE ratio. In December 2021, this company is expected to make $1.37, which gives this company a forward PE ratio of 5.8. So that to me is actually pretty cheap compared to where the other airlines we have seen. So I've taken a look at Delta and I've taken a look at Southwest, but both of them do have better balance sheets. And because they have balance, better balance sheets, they are a little bit more expensive. But JetBlue doesn't seem to look that bad based on that, on what we just saw from the earnings and past history. All right, so next we're going to take a look at Roku and Roku just reported earnings after hour. This company was up big this um, today it was up about 8% and it was sitting at $137. But after reporting earnings, this company dropped down close to 10% and is sitting right now at $124. And if we compare this to the peak in February, in peak of February, this company was up to $139. So roughly about 10% below that peak. So this company has had some great returns over time. And we can see when this company dropped at the minimum of $63, this company has already returned over 100% to investors that picked up at that low. So congratulations to anybody that picked up then. All right, so now let's take a look at Roku's earnings results. Quarter one gap earnings per share were negative 45 cents, which were in line with what analysts expected. So this is going to be a company that does not provide that does not provide positive returns at the moment. Revenue for this company is $321 million. So this is actually, we're gonna see a pretty small company compared to other companies that we're seeing, but that revenue growth grew 55% compared to the same time last year, and it beat by $11.7 million. So that's actually a, a, a significant beat, close to about 5%, or I would say. Um, but the first thing we're seeing is this is a growth company. And with most growth companies, what we do see is high revenue. And with high revenue, we usually also see low, um, either a loss of earnings per share or low value there. And we're seeing a loss here. And most of the time, what ends up happening is these companies are so small that right now they're focusing pretty much on getting as much customers as they can. And that's where we're seeing that revenue increase dramatically. Roku added about 2.9 million active accounts in quarter one of 2020 to reach 39.8 million users. 
Next, if we take a look at this company's highlight for the earnings, gross profit jumped 40% to $141 million, but operating expense rose 76%. So right now, what it tells me is Roku is using right now its money, its operating expenses to even grab more customers during the time where they know a lot more users are trying to get more streaming platforms because everybody's stuck at home right now. Along with that huge gain in active accounts, streaming hours rose 49% compared to same time last year to 13.2 billion. And the average revenue per users also rose about 28% to $24 per and 35 cents. This company's revenue is broken down into two sectors. First, the platform and then the player. The platform is pretty much any ads that they might sell or any licensing fees that they might get from their platform or any software engaged um, revenue. The next is their player. Their player is the hardware, uh, hardware part of this company's revenue. Platform is the biggest and is $232 million. That's up 73% compared to same time last year. Player is $88.2 million, so we can see a huge portion of this company's revenue comes from platform. Player is only up about 21.7% compared to the same time last year. And if we take a look at the gross profit breakout, the one that makes the most money is the company's platform. And that to me makes sense, right? A platform is usually some form of software revenue and as a software revenue, you usually have higher margins. So out of that $232 million of revenue in platform, 130 millions were kept as profit. Unlike where the player, the player you have to actually buy, you actually have a real cost of expense where you have to make the product and all the labor costs. So out of that $88 million of revenue, only 10.5 million goes as profit, as gross profit. So right, Roku is one of those companies that is actually gonna be doing well, especially um, due to the certain circumstances, right? A lot more people are staying home right now and a lot more people are using streaming content and Roku allows you to be able to do that. Now let's take a look at Roku's revenue growth. And this is actually pretty impressive. I'm actually uh, uh, really impressed with Roku's revenue growth. If we take a look in 2019, this company grew its revenue by 52% compared to 18. In 18, this company grew 44% compared to 17. In 17, this company grew about 28% compared to 16. And one thing is, not only is this company has high double-digit growth, its growth increases actually, every, uh, it has increased for the past four years compared to the same time last year. And normally you actually see the opposite. You actually see very high growth and you start seeing decrease little bit by little by little. And we're gonna see that I think with our next company, their Uber, and you guys will see what I'm mentioning. But seeing this high growth in revenue is actually pretty bullish for me on, 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 on Roku. Next, I wanted to take a look at this company's last quarter's balance sheet. And this company last quarter had about $517 million in cash, right? I just wanna take a quick glance of, of how this company has in cash with debt. And this company's total debt was less than $400 million. So this company has enough cash and to pay off its total debt, which I, to me, gives me just, it just tells me real quick that, hey, this company will be able to survive any any slowdown that might happen or any some or anything that might affect the business in the short term and that's actually what you want right you want a high growth company that's growing revenues pretty good and they'll be able to survive if things go bad for x amount of time 
Next, let's take a look at this company's um, forward PE ratio for December 2021. This company is not expected to make any money um, and is still expected to have negative earnings per share. But one thing we do see is earnings per share are seen, seeming to get better. Even though they're still negative, they still continue to get better. And like I mentioned, this is usually the case with most growth companies where they spent most of their money trying to accumulate more users. But for example, one great thing to take a look at Roku is taking a look at the forward price sale. So it's how much money they're expected to sell divided by the current price. If you guys have actually watched Shark Tank, one of the one of the things Mr. Mr. Wonderful says is he would never pay more than 10 times the sales price of a company. Anything above that 10 is is too expensive. So why not take some form of advice from Mr. Wonderful and seeing December 2021 with its current revenue estimation, this company's forward PE ratio, forward price to sales ratio is about 7.6. So we are below that 10 that Mr. Wonderful says. And again, that 10 is not a magic number. It, it depends a lot on, on different things, right? The market. For example, most retail companies usually have a forward price to sales ratio, very low, something even close to two. So you have to understand what, what that forward price to ratio is for, for certain companies. And for a technology company, I actually feel okay with going with Mr. Wonderful's, um, Mr. Wonderful's quick advice and giving a, a below a 10 is actually a pretty good the final company we're going to take a look at is uber and uber right now had a great day had 11 percent day because of lyft's earnings yes i did do a very in detail depth video of of lyft so if you guys definitely go check that out um, but that's the main reason Uber was up today. And even after hours, this company is up another 7% because of earnings. So right now, this company is sitting close to $33. And compared to its peak in February, $32 would be still, this company is still down about 21% compared to its highs in February. So this company still has some time to go before it gets to where it was at just a few months ago. So Uber is going to be another company just like Roku where they have negative earnings per share, but the revenue growth is pretty dramatic. Quarter one gap earnings per share were a loss of $1.70 and it actually missed by 80 cents. So this company did do a lot worse than expected. Revenue for this company was $3.55 billion and that's up 14% compared to the same time last year and it actually beat by $170 million. So again, right, that revenue growth is not as big as we saw from Roku. Roku saw 55%, but remember, revenue is 321 million for, for Roku, and for, for Uber, it's about 3.5 billion. Another thing, um, Uber is one of those companies that is gonna be affected due to the COVID-19, and because a huge portion of this company's revenue actually comes from rides. So even though Uber Eats has seen an increase, rides have seen a decrease, especially since rides did see an impact during the last few weeks of quarter one's earnings. Gross bookings for this company were $15.8 billion, and that was up 8% compared to the same time last year. And ride bookings were $10.8 billion out of that negative five, and that's down 5% compared to the same time last year. So we can see that this company's rides are actually down a bit. And you guys might be like, hey, what's gross booking and what's the difference between gross booking and gross revenue? So gross booking is, you know, if you take an Uber ride, you pay about $20. Let's say you pay $20. Out of that $20, some money goes into, some money goes to the, to the driver, some money goes to Uber. So out of that $15.8 billion of rides, they, uh, of, of, for example, that $10.87 billion of rides they did, 
only a certain portion of that rides goes as revenue for uber and that's what they count as revenue next we take a look at bookings booking breakdown compared to uh compared to the same time last year and rides is down about three percent compared to the same time last year but eats uber eats booking is up 54 percent compared to the same time last year so even those two three weeks of this company being affected by COVID 19 a lot more people were doing uber eats and we saw a huge increase in there monthly active platform customers totaled 103 million and it was up 11 percent compared to the same time last year one thing is i've never used uber eats but now i have downloaded the platform and i have actually used them next let's talk about this company's net loss was three about 2.95 billion dollars compared to a billion dollars in same times last year which i th which i think is pretty crazy that's a huge increase in in loss and net loss for this company uber ended the quarter with nine billion dollars in unrestricted cash and cash equivalents and one thing that I, I did talk about Lyft, and I think it's worth mentioning in today's episode about Uber, is this company has a very good cost structure program, right? So when this company's revenue drop, its cost also tends to drop, right? Because Uber does not own its fleet, and it does not really own much of its employees that are out there driving. So what ends up happening is one of Uber's and Lyft's biggest expense is usually insurance insurance gets charged by the mile so if less rides are happening that means less miles are being taken with less miles it means the insurance drops down so and if insurance if less miles are happening that also means the revenue and the amount of uh, of sales uber is doing is also going down so right now when they're seeing a loss in revenue they're also seeing a big decline in expense so it's it helps companies like this continue to survive and they think it's a very good cost structure business plan that uber has next we're going to take a look at some things that were mentioned during the earnings call management says that rides have experienced week over week growth for the past three weeks last week the increase was 12 percent. so it does seem like things are getting better and this is something that lyft also mentioned that in the past three weeks every time it gets a little bit better rides worse down 80 percent in april compared to same time last year so it does seem a little people were still taking rides opposed to airlines where it was down about 95 percent in april profitability still remains uber's top priority and executives believe that pandemics only delayed that profitability by months and not years this company is was expected to be profitable by quarter four so now they might just do by quarter one of 2021 the company is taking hard look at cost and and to in cost and identified a one billion dollars in annual fixed cost savings. So this company, that's one of the best one of the ways this company is expected to go profitable is to find places where they can cut cost and end up saving. So that's a huge annual savings of about one billion dollars. Next, let's take a look at this company's revenue growth. And remember, like I mentioned, Roku's revenue growth was going up, but Uber still has very positive, very strong revenue growth. In 2019's revenue, this company grew about 25% compared to 18. In 18, this company's revenue grew about 42%. And in 8 and 17, this company grew about 106% compared to 16. So you might be like, hey, Jose, I thought Uber just went public. Yes, Uber just went public, but it still has to have some form of, of past history data where investors can actually determine how the past view of the company has been doing. But still, even in 2019, this company saw a 25% increase in revenue growth. It still shows this is a, a really big growth company. 
um, but it's not as big growth as Uber, as Roku. And I would expect as we take a look at that price to sales ratio, it's going to be a little bit cheaper to buy Roku than to buy Uber than to buy Roku because uh, there is still more growth seeing in, in Roku than there is on Uber. Next, let's take a look at this company's balance sheet. And if we take a look at cash and cash equivalents, this company said it had about $9 billion in cash. And if we just take a look at previous uh, last quarters that this company had about eight billion, not even not even $7.5 billion in debt. So this company has enough cash to pretty much survive. And just like I mentioned, that cost structure that Uber has will hate will make sure that this company does not go bankrupt anytime soon. So out of all these three companies, there's definitely none that I feel will go bankrupt anytime soon. Finally, let's take a look at Uber. And like I mentioned, in December 2021, this company is still expected to have a negative forward PE ratio. So we're gonna take a look more at forward price to sales ratio. For December 2021, this company has a forward price ratio of 2.46. So like I mentioned, this is technically a little bit cheaper than Roku. And one of the main reasons I want to say is because this has lower growth than Roku. But I also I want to say this company probably has lower gross margins than Roku. It did. So you have to, it depends on the company, right? If you're paying... If you have a high growth company with great gross margins, you're obviously going to pay a little bit more to a company that has just decent growth revenue, but lower margins. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like I said, if you guys want me to take a look at any of these companies, make sure to let me know on the comments and feel free to be like, hey, Jose, take a look at this company. Um, And like always, I hope you guys are enjoying this content. Make sure to subscribe, make sure to give the thumbs up and make sure to hit the bell. Take care and have a good night.